0: Hello and happy Friday. It is June 17th and today we are in Psalm 13. Psalm 13 today, so grab your Bible and I hope you're having a good day so far. Looking forward to the weekend and going to church. Psalm 13, the Bible says this, "'How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? "'How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? "'How long shall I take counsel in my soul?' Having sorrow in my heart daily. How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest mine enemy say, I have prevailed against him, and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord, because he hath dealt bountifully. With me, American pastor, Bible teacher, and author, Layman Strauss and his wife Elsie had just celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary when Elsie suffered a massive disabling stroke. Nine months later, after little improvement, Dr. Strauss began writing In God's Waiting Room, a book that relates what God was teaching him through this severe trial. Dr. Strauss shares, I have been teaching the Bible and preaching sermons and writing books for 45 years, but trial and tribulation are now my constant companions. Truths that I once knew intellectually and academically, I am now learning experientially. There's a great difference. I have been in God's waiting room since my wife had her stroke. Elsie remains paralyzed and she needs my love and care 24 hours every day. This business of waiting is one tough assignment. At times, I have found it hard to wait. I get in a hurry, and God seems so slow. And here, listener, David in Psalm 13 is in God's waiting room. See if you can identify with the spirit of his prayer here. Listen to the the first couple of verses. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? Can you identify with that? Now, did God forget David? No, of course not. He says, well, how long wilt thou forget me? No, but it felt like it. When there is a delay in the answer to your prayer, it sometimes feels like God has forgotten about you or when a trial is prolonged. It's like you're crying out to God and God is playing hide and seek, or like the psalmist says here, hiding his face from you. And the question is, how long? How long is this going to go on? He asks it four times in the first two verses. Look at it with me. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel of my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? How long, how long, how long? So he's saying I'm defeated inwardly with sorrow daily. I'm defeated outwardly to where everybody can see it with mine enemy exalted over me. And, you know, let me say, I like prayers like this, especially in the Psalms, because it shows us that it is okay, that it is right to worshipfully pour out your heart to the Lord. Now, that's not really the kind of prayer that you might hear when you ask somebody to pray for the offering or to lead in a prayer meeting, because it seems like he's accusing God. You might read these verses and think, what impertinence on the part of David to accuse God, because what David is saying here is that it's taking God too long. For you to ask how long four times, you're implying that God's doing something wrong. But David was doing the right thing. He didn't have a bad attitude or a bad spirit. He was doing the right thing because he was going to the one with the answers. Now, when you're in God's waiting room, you don't want to hit up social media. You don't want to start texting your gossiping friends or that person who made fun of you for deciding to live for God. You go to the one who knows the timeline and you ask, how long? And he needed to know because he was getting desperate. He begged God from the depths of despair to do something. Look at verse three, consider and hear me, O Lord, my God, lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Remember, David felt like God was ignoring him. Isn't that annoying when somebody ignores you it doesn't really happen to adults as much but when your kids and somebody another friend pretends like they can't hear you man that just burns you up hey 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 and you get louder and louder and and more insistent that you get an answer and that's what david was saying consider and hear me O lord my god lighten mine eyes what that means there is lord i need strength i need strength You can tell a lot about someone by looking into their eyes, not just physically, but spiritually and emotionally. And that's what he's talking about. David's eyes were sapped of strength, of energy, and hope. He said, Lighten mine eyes. Why? Lest I sleep the sleep of death. He said, If I don't get some hope soon and some answers soon, if I don't see you working, if I don't see your hand moving, then I might just sleep the sleep of death. You can despair so bad that it kills you. Verse four says, lest mine enemies say I have prevailed against him and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. So he's saying, consider and hear me uh, because I don't want the enemy to win. Now, why didn't David want his enemies to gloat? Because David represented the Lord. It wasn't some ego thing on the part of David, but David was doing right And he was being attacked for it. And it seemed wrong to David that the enemies of the Lord would prevail. But here's the lesson, okay? Here is something that you and I will be discovering and rediscovering until we see Jesus face to face one day. And that is this. His plan is seldom what we plan ourselves. What God has in mind is maybe almost never what we had in mind for ourselves. And you will save a lot of time worrying, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of fretting if you just settle and confirm that you are going to live for God and leave the results up to him. God, whatever you do for me or put me through is sure better than what I deserve, which is eternal hellfire for my sin. And that's what brother David decided to do. Look at verse five. But I have trusted in thy mercy. Now, it doesn't get much more hopeless than what David has already said, but in verse five, and there's only six verses in the chapter, verse number five, the chapter takes a turn in tone. He says, I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. And it didn't matter if it seemed like God was ignoring him. David was going to trust in God's mercy. And it didn't matter if his strength was gone. With the strength that he did have left, his heart was going to rejoice in the salvation of God. And look at verse number six, the final verse. I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Where did this burst of praise come from? I thought my man David was about to die a second ago. He decided to leave the results up to God. And in the meantime, he had the faith to decide to trust God and rejoice. Christian, do you need to pick me up today? Start thinking about where you would be without Jesus, where you would certainly be heading towards after your life was over. Remind yourself that everything you have is because of mercy, and then your heart will rejoice in his salvation. That's the formula. Again, look at verse five. I have trusted in thy mercy. You look around, man, I don't deserve that. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve anything good. I didn't deserve that breath that I just took to complain to God. I don't deserve anything. And so therefore my heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. And then right away, I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. In other words, bountiful blessings. Now, nothing had changed for David. He had, in his prayer to the Lord, with himself, he had decided and looked around and said, you know, it's not so bad. Now, it was bad, but it's not so bad. I'm looking around. Wow, God sure is merciful that that he would even choose to to work on me a little bit and to put me through something, to teach me something, that he would even give me the breath of life, that he would even make me. And you and I, Christian, we could say, man, God sent his only begotten son to die for my sins and to rise again. He gave me his Holy Spirit. And I can walk in the spirit day to day. I have the holy and precious and preserved word of God. I have perhaps a family. I have somebody that loves me. I live in the United States of America or whatever country you live in. You're alive and you're able to listen to this podcast. You have whatever uh, medium that you have in order to do that. And you just start looking around like, thank you for this and that and this and that because I really don't deserve anything. And then all of a sudden you're singing unto the Lord because God sure is good. He hath dealt bountifully with me. Remind yourself that everything you have is because of mercy, and then your heart will rejoice in his salvation. Even if it seems like God is ignoring you right now, if you look back on all he's done, you'll see he's more than earned your faith for today. And then I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Remember, doubt brings sorrow. Faith brings praise.